popping. Peter Pepper picked a pecker, pickle, picker, pecker. Peter Pickle his pecker. Pickle pucker, pucker, fucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I had my nails painted for the first time ever at the weekend. Who uh, by? Who by your daughter? Uh, well, Nicola. We all had we all had black nail varnish for Halloween. Oh, eight more days to Halloween. Do you know because of Halloween this year, I have mm. totally failed to prepare for November the fifth. I mean, I don't really do anything, but emotionally, I have to prepare myself. Do you? Yeah, for all the banging. For lots of banging, I don't like it. Do you not like? Why do you not like the banging? It wasn't until uh, my t- like around the age of twenty-one, mm, yeah. maybe twenty, that I actually came to terms with fireworks at all. I right. haven't enjoyed fireworks up mm. to that point. And then uh, some friends were going to the Winchester thing, and I think maybe there were a couple of girls there that I mm. I did I wanted to not think I was a, a giant mm. nerd. Mm. So um, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And then people were going to be taking acid. And I was like, well, I mean, it takes – how long is the fireworks going to be? Mm. And they said, oh, about, you know, about an hour. And I was like, okay, and it takes about an hour to come up on mm. acid. So, okay, I'll take some. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and I had a lovely time at the fireworks but didn't come up on the acid. Oh, and then I continued to not come up on the acid. And we were all supposed to be meeting back at a friend's ha- – well, back at my house, I think, mm-hmm. actually. And I was in a different car from my mm. two friends who'd taken acid and were with me. So the car I was in, they were like, well, we're going to be dropping some – we're going to be dropping this person off. I can't remember any of the names anymore. Mm. I think one of the, the attractive ladies was called Marianne. Okay. I think she gave me a They Might Be Giants mix tape. Nice. An actual tape. Good. Of songs I didn't know. C ninety or C sixty? C ninety, I think. Wow, there's a lot of good. They might be giant stuff even Mm. back then. So we were dropping a friend off, and her family were cool. Mm. Her parents were cool. So they said, "Oh, you haven't seen like the the person who's being dropped off said to the person who was being Mm. given a lift, you haven't seen my parents in ages. Come in, have a cup of tea. Is I mean, is that okay?" And I was like. They they all deferred to me, and I said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think this acid works. I mm. haven't. It's not done anything now. It's an hour and a half later. Mm. It hasn't done anything mm. now. It'll be fine." So then we went inside, and I was introduced to the parents. They were very nice. Yeah. I think there was maybe a younger brother there who was a teenager. He seemed mm. very nice. They had a lodger okay. who was foreign who kept right. who smiled an awful lot. They do that midway through a cup of tea. Uh, trying to get the hang of who the lodger was and all of this stuff, uh, I suddenly the acid hit. Brilliant! And I was I was in this house full of strangers. Nice, but I just rolled with it. Well done. Oh yeah, you would not think if you know my character at all that I would find acid so easy. That could no, and that could genuinely damage someone. That's quite impressive. But I uh, I just roll with it in, yeah. in ways that I can't in my day to day life. Yeah. Maybe you should take um, acid all the time. Yeah. I also, uh, my friends who I used to take it with a lot. Sorry, I've got notes. Uh, my friends who I used to take it with a lot. You've not shared them with me this week. So is that because last time you shared them with me, you threw me so much by adding yeah, it confused something last too minute much. Yeah, I just roll with it. <laughs> my, uh, you, that was a callback to what I said like two minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, my friends who, because I only really took drugs for mm. about a year and a half period of my life. I grew out of that particular thing very quickly. Not grow out of that's a value mm. judgment. I don't mean that. I just, I, I, I stopped enjoying it quite so much. But a lot of my friends that I used to, we used to have these parties around at our house where we'd, a lot of us would take them. Mostly, parties. Mostly guys and a couple of girls would take acid and, and we'd be mm. hanging around and all of the boys would be running around like doing ridiculous things and thinking bizarre thoughts and like pinging off on tangents mm. and stuff. And I found it, it quieted everything down. Mm. It was very nice and I could actually keep a single thought in my head, which I can't really do most of the time. Mm. And this one particular party, um, I... I kept getting hungry, mm-hmm. so I went. I went downstairs. Everyone else was in one of the big bedrooms upstairs, being ridiculous and crazy. And um, I went. 
I went downstairs and started making myself some like single serving flavored rice that I had one wow. of those things. And after about ten minutes, mm-hmm. probably about two hours actually, mm. <laughs> but after a little while, the two girls who were friends of us sort of drifted down, who were also mm. on on the drugs, drifted down to the kitchen and said, "Oh, when did you come down here?" And I was like, "A while ago." And they were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I'm, I'm cooking. I'm going to eat some rice. And they're like, you can eat. It's like, yeah, it's, I'm hungry. Yeah. And they're like, how are you doing that? The other boys are being so silly. They were like, actually, they regressed yeah, yeah. completely too. The boys are so noisy and you're really calm. Mm. And so we were down there for about 10 minutes, but it was yeah. probably nearer to five hours. And then all of the boys started drifting down and filling the kitchen, which was an even smaller space. Mm. They were like, oh, what are you guys doing down here? Is it fun? And then they came downstairs and started making loads of noise. And then I kind of snuck upstairs with my rice. And then the girls came up uh, five hours later and said, oh, what are you doing up here? And it just was this whole party was me going off somewhere quiet, the girls following me, and then all of that's not an interesting story. Other people's drug stories are so boring. It's the most delightful story because the problem is you tell a drug story and what you're remembering is how lovely you felt at the time. Mm. Whereas what you've just told me is a story where you're upstairs and you went downstairs and you made some rice, you talked to some people and then you went back upstairs again. It was magical. It it sounds like it was magical. It it sounds magical the way you say it. The thing is, for me... Yeah. parties yeah. and social interaction mm-hmm. never go that comfortably or easily. I, th- I think there was there was a time in my life when people think, thought I was a bit, um, potentially I thought I was a bit cool at parties because I'd stand there, not really say very much and look quite cross. Yeah. Um, but it's really just because I, I didn't know how to, how to interact. I'd often do that in pubs. There'd always come a, a time of the night when I was absolutely hating myself, hmm. uh, and and the time I was having, I look back on to the, just night after night after night. I'd go out because you always go out. You got to go out, but then it'd be around sort of half eleven, and I just I'd be drunk, and stood in the corner of the bar somewhere while my mates were off dancing or something, just just generally being pissed off and and wondering why the hell I'd bothered doing it again. I understand that the majority of the nights out. I think back on mostly ended with me feeling a bit fed up this is uh people don't understand i think we've talked about this before but it's the introvert extrovert scale Mm. or paradigm or whatever oh i can flip very quickly well people people think of that as outgoing and like Mm. happy to go out and have a drink and stuff like that and like like the two things like the way you behave is mm. the same as the way you feel. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people go out and yeah. I didn't, I never liked to go. I, I don't really like going out. I like much. staying in. And I, I like spending time with people, but I don't like having them around loads. No. I think we talked, did we talk about it a, a little while ago that the cartoon, I think we, we maybe talked about the cartoon I read that was um, doing a really good job of explaining introverts and extroverts, but then ended up. The the problem is that any discussion of introverts and extroverts online is nearly always written by introverts mm. and always slants towards saying one group of people are better than the other group somehow. And um, this cartoon did quite a good job of explaining that, like, it isn't that introverts don't like being around people. It's just that it's a strain for people. What, what if you're That's both? Some, I don't think you can be. But it depends. I can be quite extrovert sometimes, but I always feel shy and uncomfortable it's just i don't always show it yeah well that's that's the problem is because it isn't a binary it isn't it it isn't an entirely binary paradigm introverts it isn't that introverts don't like being around people it's that mm. being around people is hard work we can quite enjoy it as well the way this particular cartoon su- suggests it makes extroverts sound like vampires though which is a little bit bad well i don't know are vampires still cool no, it, the the um, the way it outlined it was that extroverts gain energy from social interactions. Mm. They sap energy mm. is the way it was described. But actually, it's like they they get energy from social interactions and 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 being around people. Whereas introverts find being around people quite exhausting. Mm. And that actually, it doesn't mean it does. You, you can really dislike people and be an extrovert, mm. and you can really like people and be an introvert. But the difference is, 
introverts don't find being around other people easy. We'll do it because we like people. Mm. I love watching people. Being on my own mm. can sometimes be... I don't like myself as much as I like most other people on balance. But if I if I don't have an escape route, I can find being around people very difficult. Like I like people hanging around my house. I like knowing that they're there. Oh, no, I don't. Well, this is, I mean, your house is different because you can't get from anyone. If we've got visitors, the biggest problem I have with having visitors is that I can't go off and it, you're not supposed to go off and hide somewhere. Mm. I wouldn't have a problem with going off and spending some time reading on my uh, on on my tablet or something, um, reading comics on my tablet or something like that. But the problem with That's having really people around... specific. Yeah, I don't know why I have yeah. reading a book or something. Yeah. Um, I looking I, up porn on my phone or wanking in the bathroom. Wouldn't have a problem with that. As long as I can do that. Is that where you've got one of those phones with a slightly bigger screen? Yes. Good. And it's all wipe wipe offable as well. Yeah. The I th- uh, Samsung Stoyer edition. Yeah. But so we can like being around people, but actually being stuck with other people. Like, don't you prefer being around people that you know understand that there'll be a point when it's easier if they go. Like, yeah, of course. And um, I used to uh, when when we and who uh, don't expect you to be switched on the whole time and stuff like that. When we were young and we socialised uh, quite a lot with people, quite often at ten o'clock, I'd say, "Well, I've got to go to bed now." Yeah, and you, but you were covering. Yeah, you were saying I'm tired, but actually you just had enough. Yeah, what I'm saying is, and I used to my really close friends. They knew it was basically I'm saying fuck off. Yeah, I've had enough now, really. And to be fair, one of our closest friends, she she comes over regularly on a on a Wednesday. I'm quite happy if she's she's taken too long to do the goodbyes once we've stood up. Just this Wednesday, I said, come fuck off. Yeah. And it's fine. She understands. Does she understand or does she think you're joking and you're just cutting through the No, she goodbyes? understands that I'm being funny, but also serious. Yeah. Because she too uh, is weird. Yes. Well, I mean, I've got a friend who uh, I used to think it was pretty rude that they would they lived in a shared house and it was a bit of a party house. I think mm. one of the two guys living there thought it'd be great to have people around all the time. Fuck that. And the other one was, this is know, why it's, it's nice, but like, it's nice, but they, they would be quite happy to go into their bedroom and close the door. This is why I never moved into shared accommodation. Mm. I couldn't have handled it. I'd have got too cross. And also you I'd, met the person you were going to marry when you no, were... I'd made, I, no, not necessarily that, because we took a little while to... Before we moved in together, it was a, an economic thing. I could have afforded to have lived in a shared house, but oh, okay. Um, but there, I would have made an ass of myself because there would have come an evening when I was in a bad mood, and I'd have forced everyone to leave. Well, people won't let, and you, everyone would have hated me. People won't let you more than they already did. Not engage. That's the thing. That's when people. That's why I hate enforced fun and stuff like that. We had a quiz last like week New at Year. work. Fucking hate New Year. Yeah, and we the Fuck last. Fuck off! I don't want to have fun on New Year. Piss off. We we've banged on about introversion and extroversion. Oh God, haven't you just? That's You're mean. in charge. That's mean. Why would you say that? Uh, I've got a list of stuff, oh. and I think you've got stuff you want to talk about as well. First things first. Uh, this is two grown men. Uh, we talk about parenting, kind of loosely, well. and about normally. It seems to be becoming a podcast about male mental health. <laughs> oh. Not just yours, James. I know, but it's you know it's on my mind a lot at the moment. Yeah, I know, and and your libido. Oh, don't. Sorry, is is that off the cards at the moment? No, oh. we've got an episode called retarded ejaculation. It's, I just I'm not going to be able. To, but the thing is, it was never my libido was never an issue. No, it was more the retarded ejaculation an issue i still have retarded ejaculation worse than ever because my um prescription for antidepressants has been up recently i've been off work mm-hmm. now for just over a month um i had a uh I, I don't know what you'd call it i had a bit of a crash to be honest with you it's yeah been, it wasn't a breakdown it no, was more not, of a not exactly your your car rather than actually full-on yeah. breaking down it lasted just long enough to get you to the garage but now it's going to be in there for a few months. It was, it's broken down. Yeah, um, okay. I think. Yeah, right. I think we probably could describe it as a breakdown. Um, but yeah, my he's got my my libido's gone a bit south as well, which is a bit 
bit depressing. Yeah. Do you know, I thought I was having a good day today until I came out. I feel awful now I've come out. Out of the house? Yeah. But isn't that quite often the case? Mm. Your home is your comfort zone. Yeah. Everything everything else is unpredictable. and Leaving the house is a frigging nightmare in a way. It's horrible. I oh. kind of feel that way, mm. but I'm not, not to the extent you do. I'm not having I'm not having days, for the last few days, I'm not having days where the depression is actually physically painful, you know, it's... Whereas I, the, the first three or four weeks, you know, the, there was times when it actually physically hurt. I couldn't do anything that didn't just make me feel just wretched. Hmm. It's been quite unpleasant. Yeah. It's why, but I, it's why I've not been on quite a few of the, the, the other podcasts we do. I've, I've had to sort of flake out a few times, haven't I? And yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's not been good. So anyway, this is Two Grown Men. Uh, you can listen to this episode and all other episodes and find all of the show notes for all of the episodes at to the number two grownmen.net. Um, you can email us at 2gmpodcast at gmail.com. I think so. I get very confused. Uh, uh, but there's links to that on the on the website to grownmen.net. So um, we are available to uh, listen and subscribe to at iTunes and any other podcatcher of choice. We're available so. for parties and bar mitzvahs if you want to have a really sort of morose vibe. Yeah, yeah. So rate and review us at, uh, if you like what you hear or don't like what you hear, rate and review us at your podcatcher of choice or on, uh, what is it, Expedia or something for the bar mitzvahs thing? That's holidays, isn't it? What is the, what is the, uh, is I, it Yelp? I don't know. I think it's Yelp that we get reviews, that we encourage reviews for the uh, the performance stuff. Okay. We need to sort out the performance stuff because we haven't got the account sorted. Uh, we need to get some advertising and cards. Write a letter to the stage. Do you think we should start – maybe we should just ask around the parents we know mm. who are friends of our kids first, talk about the, the little – the first birthdays and stuff like that first. We should do this at kids' parties dressed up as scary clowns. <laughs> Exactly there isn't the another sort of clown doing doing the exact same podcast, but just dressed as clowns. I think it'd go down a storm. Yeah, I've been really depressed recently. <laughs> That's my experience of clowns all the yeah. time. Um, you can also uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud and now YouTube as yeah, well. YouTube, yeah, YouTube. Uh, which is uh, all about uh, SEO search engine optimization for those who don't know web speak. Also, if you're on. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can see uh, Victor Wanyama's 40-yard wonder strike against Hull from the weekend as well, which is quite spectacular. Yes, I don't know what that is. He 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 volleyed the ball. The uh, the goalkeeper was forced to clear. He volleyed the ball from the 40-yard line and scored. Is this a football thing? Mm. That's very exciting. Impressive. Sounds very exciting. Very the way impressive. you said it, mm. it sounds exciting. It, yeah. I don't know. really understand the significance of it, but it's like when you watch... Um, so it's from the halfway line. He scored from the halfway it's line. Not it's not going to help. Just telling me more words isn't going to help. It's, it's very, like watching... It's very unusual. It's like watching Takeshi's Castle without Craig Charles describing it. You can tell that something exciting yeah. is happening because of the tone, the voice of the something, person. Something happens maybe like once or twice a season, but across all of the leagues. And all of the it's teams very, and everything. Yeah, it's very rare. Is that just the British League, though? Do like two or three some things happen if you start taking into there are, account? There are tens of thousands of leagues across the world. I can't be held accountable <laughs> for all of them. I'm, I'm just really I'm focusing on the English leagues because that's where my main focus of interest is. You, you can also like our page on Facebook. Oh, no. uh, there's a link to that on uh, on the site. And you dislike it if you're that sort of person. You can follow us on Twitter at 2 Pod. Cast. Yeah, podcast. Podcast, you think? Yeah. And uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at uh, NickSight, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T, and you can talk to James I on... I wouldn't bother. Um, it's James M-O-M-P. Yeah. A couple of things. First thing, mm. uh, when I walked back to the office, uh, I walked back into the office into a conversation about Ebola. Um, I was asked, because everyone Which looks... Which one? It, just Ebola, the... Oh, sorry, I thought you said a bowler. I thought you were talking about cricket. Um, everyone looks to me as something of a medical uh, expert. Okay. So I walked in and people asked me um, asked me which I thought was more uh, dangerous, dangerous Ebola or um, age or cancer. It was a, a really awkwardly phrased well, question. What do they mean by dangerous? Like which is which worse, is which is more, yeah, yeah, which is, which is more of a, a threat. And I said, well... I don't, I mean... 
But they can all be horrible, painful I don't ways think, to die. I don't advise any of them. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I think I set their mind at ease because I said, well, uh, so uh, Ebola is a very Hollywoody condition in that it's very visual and sounds really disgusting. Um, but actually, there are lots of people in Africa who have it, and in, in poorer, in poorer countries. Who who don't have the help the the medical help that we have the medical se- health system. Very limited. No, I, it's quite easy, right? Ebola kills what is it? Seventy five percent of people who get Ebola die. Yeah, and um, there is no mass production of cures at the moment. No, so it's pretty bad. Yeah, but in terms of how dangerous it is to uh, to people in the the American here. Uh, Ebola's quite low on the mm. list. And so far, I think it's still the case that only medical professionals uh, who've been working with people with Ebola have have one contracted person. it. Is there only one person mm, here and a couple sure. of people in the US? Yes, There's been a nurse yeah. and a doctor or something. Yeah. And um, One of the nurses went out for a bike ride and caused quite a stir in the US. It's uh, how dare she. Mm. It's like women used to go out when they're on their periods. Fuck it. I still can't believe they do that. <laughs> um, we don't mean that. If this is the first time you're listening, James is a rampant feminist when it comes down to it. We don't yeah, really we I, don't really believe women should hide away in a in a shed with no windows or anything when they're on their periods. I thought it was really good of the Daily Mail to bring to everyone's attention that the uh, this is what a feminist looks like t-shirts that people have been sporting recently is made in a sweatshop. Um, in uh, the, the Far East somewhere. That's about right. Oh, yeah. That's not good, is it? It certainly wasn't a way for them just to bash I, um, two uh, left-wing politicians. Ideology's difficult, though. No, it's good. The, the world's the really Mail intricate. Have, the Daily Mail have got a really good record spanning back decades on being on the right side of uh, conversations. But so the the problem the main problem with Ebola the main lack of understanding is apparently uh, people don't really understand how difficult it is to transmit apparently you can only catch it if you lick someone with Ebola you have to lick them and the only reason it's uh, starting to spread a little bit into the west into the west into uh, here in America and also the reason it it, it spread like wildfire in a, I believe wildfire is also a problem in uh, in other countries as well, we don't have so much problem with that. Um, in uh, in Africa, is because for the longest time, people thought the way you cure Ebola was by licking people. So I think your colleagues have been asking the wrong people. I I, I understand it. The reason that people catch it is because it's through fluids, and Ebola produces a shitload of fluid. Yeah, but if you lick someone with Ebola, then you're going to catch it, aren't you? Because that's an exchange of fluids. So I'm medically speaking, I'm on the money. Only if you lick part of them that has fluid on it. Well, but part of the thing with Ebola is that everything starts gushing out fluid, doesn't it? I get well, no, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh no, it's absolutely horrific. Yeah, yeah. I only joke about it in the same way that I joke about spontaneous human combustion. Except Ebola is real. Yeah, it's um, it's safe to joke about Ebola because obviously we're safe in the West. Yeah, because we've got all these firewalls. Yeah. Yeah. And wildfire walls. We're going to set. Basically, what's going to happen is we're going to set fire to the Mediterranean. I think that will happen eventually, anyway, uh, as we become increasingly stretched for resources and people leave um, uh, Africa as it gets hotter and drier and, and harder to work the land and, and emigration northwards um, gets to a tipping point. I think they're just going to set fire to the Mediterranean. Knowing what Greeks are like, they'll probably do it themselves. Yeah. We're a fiery bunch. Well, I'm, I'm thinking your Spanish, your Italians and your Greeks are going to be the ones, given that they've got ac- better access to the Mediterranean than, say, me. I should state that my irreverence towards Ebola is more about the horrified tones with which the tabloids and media mm. talk about it than it is about the genuine human cost, which is terrible. Yeah. No, of course it is. People dying when they don't have to mm. is kind of terrible in a circle of life sort of a way. Mm. It's not good. Kuna Matata. So a bowl of licking, I can mark that off. Uh, soft play. That so, was the big yeah, thing. We were play. going to talk about soft play. Um, I Amy had taken Noah to soft play before. I have never been. Okay. A soft play sounds a bit perverse to me. Well, it's new to us, isn't it? it there was no soft play 
um, when we were kids. I never went to a soft play indoor play centre. No, if you'd heard about it 15 years ago, you'd assume it was somewhere that Tory backbenchers yeah. went to get their kicks. Apparently, um, it started in Australia. Really? Really, apparently so. But don't they, like, entertain their kids with deadly animals and stuff? Yeah, they used to throw snakes and spiders into the into the soft play area. <laughs> Go on, run, you little bastard. Like also, that. when uh, when the, the children got bitten and yeah. bits of them swelled up, mm. then it added to the whole ambience yeah. of everything bouncing They'd, off everything yeah, else. stuck as well, that'd be funny. So, okay, so it's Australian. It's a relatively oh, yeah. recent thing here, isn't it? I believe it? so, yeah. We went to one down near Ocean Village, which is a place in oh, Southampton that has seen better days. My, completely ignoring my advice. No, we are going to go to the one that you yeah. have been encouraging us to go to, but with you. Mm. Because you said, I, t- I asked James on the phone yesterday if he and his lovely family were available. Mm. They weren't to go to soft play with us. And... um and then I asked James where good soft play places were. Mm. And you specifically said that mm. there's one out in Chandler's Ford. Chandler's Ford and that Scarlett would mm. really enjoy showing Noah around that one. Well, she can't go in the baby bit. I, I don't know why I said that. Well, yeah. I mean, if she's supervising a baby, yeah. she could. I'm allowed in the baby bit. I don't know if four-year-olds are allowed to do that, though. I don't know now. I think it's okay as long as the parents with them. I don't think it matters. Didn't seem to stop any of the kids at this place. I know, it doesn't in any of them. So Noah had a lovely time Mm -hmm. and it was lovely. Good. Um, We, it was loud. It was quite scary for us. Yes. Because there's lots of screaming. Yeah. There were a few uh, little boys who kept coming into the baby section and and not really being very careful. There's always one or two boys that do that and it's every soft play in the world is that right yeah are you annoyed that i've said that no 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 no, no, not at all i just couldn't think of how to segue to my bet oh sorry um that the uh, as well as that no i think you're probably absolutely right because it's just kids Mm. run amok and um the the other thing that the other piece of behavior that i thought was really bad (laughs) and we struggled with a little bit was Noah was playing with these big... In the baby section, he was playing with this big, um, soft, spongy coin. They've got these uh-huh. coins. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't angry. I was just concentrating and got confused. Um, and this little girl came over, just stood in the middle. The three of us were kind of around him. Not around him. The three of us were in a little circle. Mm. She came and stood in the middle of us, picked up the coin out of Noah's hand and collected it with a couple of others... And Amy said, well, is it, I mean, can he play with that one? The little girl just ignored her, went off with the coins mm-hmm. into the grown, into the, not the grown up, the other kids section. And yeah. It was like, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> uh, one of my, one of our constant frustrations, and it gets easier as they get older, because obviously mm. Scarlett can fend for herself and does mm. all right. But those early experiences where you're very haggard, because now for us, soft play is um, like a couple of hours off. Yeah. Because you sit there and she runs off and she entertains herself. And she makes friends. It's brilliant. But but early on, it's that sort of defensiveness of, well, this is a little baby. And you get quite wound up with other parents who don't seem to be supervising their children very appropriately. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see what you're uh, – one thing I wanted to mention that's quite interesting is the boys were running around and just kind of aimless and running mm. around screaming. They were clearly playing some sort of game, but there were little packs of girls that went like seemed to be going full-on Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. and were more scary than the boys. They were like in their little groups playing very rough games with each other, and they were the ones who were getting physical with each other and stuff, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um but yeah, I, I can definitely see the upside to being able to go and s- switch off for a little while. But there's an almost willful, I noticed an almost willful ignorance that I don't know if I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And I might be at some point. But the thing I've identified before, you know, I've I've talked about Outnumbered before the TV show mm-hmm. and um, the dad in that and how focused he is on the teenager's uh, the teenage boy's uh, school life mm. because he's convinced because he was bullied at school he's mm-hmm. convinced that the older 
um, the older boy is going through the same thing because he's he's distant and he's not really mm. talking to him. And it turns out that actually the older boy might be more of a bully. Mm. He's actually much more confident than his dad was. And I have to constantly watch that same – even though Noah's only a baby, I know I'm going to have to constantly watch that same thing mm-hmm. because even at his age now, I was watching him interacting with the only other – there were a couple of toddlers there and um, – and noticing stuff that was making me noticing stuff that was making me neurotic mm-hmm. about the job we're doing so far, mm. and so I think if I was somewhere like that, yeah, on the one hand, it'd be nice to switch off for a bit, but I think I'd always kind of have an eye on him. Whereas there's one little girl, I'll call her Emily because it's her name, mm-hmm. and her mum's never going to listen to this anyway. Mm-hmm. the The parents of some of the girls were sat right next to us. I always find it interesting because I find it weird when you get a group of grown-ups, especially ones who have mm. kids, who don't respond emotionally at all to seeing cute babies in front of mm-hmm. them. They're just completely like... Dead to the world. Dead, dead to it. They're all checking their phones the whole time. And Emily's mum, Emily was causing a bit of a ruckus upstairs in the on the thing. Mm. and um, And her mum was just kind of ignoring it at one point one of the other girls stacked it and the first reaction of the parents was to laugh it was quite funny um and then they weren't that bothered when it turned out the kid had hurt herself quite badly mm. but emily's emily's sister came over and said to her mum emily's crying and the mum asked a couple of questions but they were along the lines of "Why? what's wrong with her sort of thing not really that bothered and i noticed because i'd we'd clocked emily before so i recognized mm. her there's a from where the mum from where the mums and we were sitting. There's this long passageway through all of this spongy stuff going yeah. on, and uh, Emily actually was halfway along it, quite a bit in the distance, but halfway along it, mm-hmm. causing a bit of a blockage because she was stood there. Mm. Uh, this is a little while after her mum had been told she was crying. Mm. Um, she was just kind of stood there with her arms crossed, looking really, really sad in the middle of this passageway in full view of a, her mum and the other kids. Where she was creating a little bit of a bottleneck. Mm. And she'd stand there for a few seconds, well, for a couple of minutes, and then that wouldn't quite work. So she'd come a little bit closer, all the time in her mum's eye line. And actually, the more I think about it, she was being incredibly manipulative, so I don't yeah. really blame her mum for not doing anything. I was um, going to say, it sounds very familiar to a four-year-old I know. Oh, this girl was like eight or nine or something. Wow. Um, she was getting closer. and cl- I think something had really upset her. Um, so... She was getting closer and closer until she was actually sat fully. She was about five foot away from us and we were about five foot away from them. There wasn't much distance between them. And she just sat there until one of the staff staff came over and was talking to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the staff member – and the mum was really – I was just looking backwards and forwards because I was in the middle. It was like tennis. I was looking backwards and forwards and the mum was – the mum got to the point where she'd been paying attention to her phone before but she Mm. was really paying attention to her phone now. She didn't – she really didn't want Mm. to make eye contact with a kid, which at the time I saw as really willfully obnoxious but actually it's probably just a coping mechanism if the kid's a handful. Well, yeah, but maybe you have to track back as to how they've got to How they got that way, yeah. Um, eventually the staff member brought Emily over mm. and the mum, like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth, mm. looked up and went, oh, oh, what's wrong, darling? Yeah. Has something happened? And then uh, Emily and the staff lady uh, explained a little bit. I didn't hear exactly what they were saying. And the mum said, oh, but you're not actually, you haven't, you haven't like damaged anything. You're just, it's just your feelings that hurt, is it? And was really dismissive. Brilliant. I was like, brilliant. I understand how you can't really I you try not to judge except you can't help it and we will be very impatient with Noah at points in his childhood I'm I, sure I think, but that just seemed really cold I think I think the thing is I think both you and I accept that the that the world is full of people who have a different approach to parenting yeah. to and you and I have probably have a different approach when it comes down to it mm. you're very rarely put up that closely with other people's approaches yeah. in parenting, as you are when you're at soft play. So obviously you're sat with parents watching 
this sort of weird tableau uh, mm-hmm. playing out in front of you where kids essentially sort of try and kill each other and yeah. sort of, you know, we went to um, the, the one we went to on Friday, the, it was boys that were acting out Lord of the Flies rather yeah. than a big group of big group of girls. But um, yeah, it, it, it puts you right up against, you know, you've got, you've got the, you know, the, the have a go dads mm-hmm. who I'm, I'm very jealous of who, who take their shoes and socks off. Sorry, just take their shoes off mm-hmm. and they're running around in the soft play the whole time. You have to keep your socks on. And I, yeah. And I, and I look at them and I think I ain't got the fucking energy for that. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? And then you, you go to the other end of the scale where you've basically got the people who have their heads buried in an iPad and don't look up. From the minute they get there to the minute they start shouting for mm-hmm. their child to come down because it's time to go home. So, and everywhere in between, which would probably where I sit. To be honest with it, it's a very strange. It's place to observe human behaviour. It's odd, and it's. Mm. Um, I feel bad for the staff there because they take they take a lot of responsibility. But when a child is acting up within sight of mm. its parents. I think the parents are still supposed to take some responsibility for them. I've never actually seen someone from a soft player intervene. Yeah, it happened a couple of times. We yeah, had to see it a couple I've of never, times. I've never seen it. And the boys who were acting up in the toddler space, mm. I think their parents were sat right next to the toddler space yeah. and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those difficult things. It's like as a parent of a toddler in... If we were at a party and I knew all of the parents and kids, mm. I wouldn't have the slightest problem with mm. saying, well, you're supposed to be over there or or mm. ad- ad- admonishing or like checking the behavior of yeah. of other children if they were getting out of control because they are running around around little, very little children. It gets very hard. But like with strangers, you just can't really do it. It gets very difficult, especially when you're, you, you've got a very young one that's sort of, you know, just learning to walk. They're very mm. vulnerable. It's very difficult not to turn around to other parents and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Supervise your fucking child. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a lot. Just you're sat right mm. next to the baby area. Yeah. Just make sure your children don't come that close to you. It's yeah. not difficult. It sounds like you don't really want them near yeah. you anyway. At the, very, so. at the very least, make a show of talking to them. You know what I mean? Uh, Emily's mum said um, after the – while the staff member was still there, mm. she said, well, you've still got another half hour though. <laughs> Which I thought was really... It's like, well, at, at the point that the kid isn't enjoying playing mm. anymore, the thing I'm quite conscious of... It's really difficult, actually. Scarlett wasn't that engaged on Friday. Mm. So she ended up coming sitting with us quite a lot. And you sort of think to yourself, God, she, we've basically, we've paid this, however much money it is, for the privilege of sitting in a different room together. is very... Um, but I mean, at the same time... Uh, on the one hand, you have to encourage them because left to their own devices, quite often children will just – they'll they'll stay in their comfort zones. They won't necessarily get outside their comfort zones. But on the other hand, we're talking about you and I mm. still playing out the whole, well, we have to go to the pub and mm. show willing, don't we? Because that's what you do. You mm. do things you don't enjoy doing because you're supposed to. To be fair, Scarlett was quite distracted because we were going trick-or-treating after that. And it was oh, our okay. first experience of that. So. I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about that. You wanted to, you. We talked a little bit about the uh, soft play. I keep wanting to say cold play. No, don't say different that. thing. Um, I want you to talk a bit about the soft play because it sounded like you had a bit of a nightmare at the one you were at on Friday. You said the Lord, the boys had gone Lord of the Flies. Well, just they're very loud and running around and sort of being quite rough with each other, but more so than usual. No, I mean very. Very, very much typically soft play. Yeah, I mean it's always, and you know, one of the things as well is you also you get to see a child after a certain point. You get to see them fending for themselves, right up and personal. And actually, there comes a certain pride when you see your child pushing the sort of the rough boy out of the way that mm. almost knocks them over. So it is, yeah. It's I imagine, especially when you've got a little girl, and you, I guess well because with a boy. It's it's difficult to gauge really whether you're you, you have to watch them quite closely to make sure that your boy wasn't the one who started <laughs> started I, the thing. Maybe I guess. Whereas uh, it it fits your and my particular preferred mm. narrative that little girls be a bit more. Yeah, maybe. Like mm. b- behave in a bit more of a an activated and mm. equal way, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about trick-or-treating. So you went trick-or-treating? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, well, Scarlett did. I, I see. First, first time ever, we went down to um, her, her aunt and uncle, and her two cousins live in a very nice middle class area. Um, I don't know how friendly my part of the world is for trick or treating, but I wasn't super keen. But um, she loved it. She had a great time. It was, it was actually very enjoyable. It was quite easy on the on the part of part of the estate they live in. It's quite easy to tell who who is and isn't into Halloween. Which foundation has usually pumpkins or decorations? I think the decorations outside, outside is a sign, yeah. isn't it? Now um, it's like keys at a party, and it was lovely. Uh, it was really cute. I mean, she she was the youngest by about three or four years. Um, it was wonderful watching her sort of um, catching up with the other kids, and she had this really lovely sort of black cat onesie on, and she had her face decorated like a cat. So she was very cute. She got extra sweets quite often for being the cutest. A lot. Aww. Um, she looked cute. I saw pictures. Yeah, and it, and it was all really good fun. But uh, one of the dads. There's always somebody who wants to make things awkward, isn't there? And one of the dads, for some reason, that come with us, started trying to get them to knock on doors that weren't visibly for Halloween. Halloween. I don't know. And um, this this older lady um, came to the door at one point, and she was she was visibly very cross. Yeah. And and a couple of the older kids were genuinely terrifying looking. There was one, one kid. He's twelve. Um, near enough as tall as you, yeah. and he had a scary, like a, a killer clown thing on. She and she was furious that um, her door had been knocked on. She slammed the door, and then this guy started loudly saying what a grumpy move she was, and making a bit of a a scene, and trying to talk in a way that I think he thought she'd hear him. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, well, unless you know her life story, you've no idea why. She found that so offensive. A couple of the kids looked genuinely terrifying. She might be quite lonely and afraid hmm. on a light night tonight. How do you get to the point where you're so entitled that you think everyone that lives near you should give sweets to your kids because they've knocked on your door on Halloween? It's like you've got to respect people's boundaries. And I don't understand why when you go on these things, there always seems to manage to be someone who, who can't think about anyone else's lived experience other than their own. Yeah, and it, lack of em- complete lack of empathy. It, but it's more, it's not just empathy. It's lack of it's entitlement, isn't it? But it, but it immediately transferred it to the kids mm-hmm. who immediately thought that lady had been rotten, including my own kid, because it was like part of the the whole group thing. Yeah, what's wrong with her? She was a meanie. No, she's not. She just might be lonely and afraid. Well, or maybe you know? like the guy that you're talking about. Yeah. She might be old enough to remember that this is all a very recent thing mm. that we've got from America and that she doesn't really believe yeah. in or care about. And just before that, actually, there was a guy that says we don't support Halloween, possibly religious reasons, who knows. But again, loudly, what does he mean we don't support well, That's it? why kids What's turn into mobs and don't yeah. like, but, you know, that's... It, it, what, what was really disappointing is it had been a lovely experience and the kids were kind of going up to the houses that were decorated on their own and for some reason it got to a point where he decided he was going to take over and we were going to knock on every door we went past and I, I didn't and obviously me being me I, you know, I'm not going to be the person who says anything but actually what was comforting was my wife said had it been earlier on in the session she would have just taken Scarlet and we'd have gone straight home because it was Is he weird. related... He 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 may or may not be a neighbour of. Oh well, okay. He won't listen. Sounds like a mm. dick. Yeah, no, he's a massive dick. Um, but it's nice because you had a moment with uh, Nicola where you maybe hadn't been able to communicate or relay to each other that yeah. you were on the same page about mm. that, but actually you really yeah. were. No, she was just cross-eyed. So it was generally generally a lovely experience, sort of soured by someone who has the empathy of a stone. It's just entitlement. I think if yeah, I, well, I said it, I said it was entitlement, and then you said it was empathy, and then I said it was empathy, and you said it was entitlement. I'm fucking you, with you. Are you just trying to catch me out? No, I think it's both. I think mm. it's like, for example, if you were using a studio in mm. a group of studios, you'd maybe pay attention to the fact that one of them has a light and oh, recording, and you wouldn't make as much of noise. People banging about. Um, well, actually, it's funny you say about the moments of uh, the moment of communication uh, is the word simpatico. Ah. I'm not sure between you and Nicola. Yes, which you can't always rely on because you and I are fucked in the head. Yeah, and so sometimes we think things, and it can become yeah, it yeah. can build. We um, I haven't really talked about it on the podcast because it's one of the few areas of uh, parenthood that 
I really can't rely on myself to be objective about. One of the – Amy and I get on uh, very well and agree on most things when it comes to uh, Noah and bringing up Noah. But we've had a sticking point around childcare where we really don't agree on what he needs and we've ended up going with what Amy wants. Mm. But it, I, I And I've tried to be supportive and I tried to see the – uh, positives in it but then anytime something goes wrong with that particular setup I find it very difficult not to in my head go well but if we hadn't chosen this fucking route you know the the I told yeah, yeah. you so instinct yeah. kicks in and I try I try and keep it under under wraps but when we were um, at, uh, and Amy's always said well ch- that we've gone with a childminder and she's always said and she's absolutely right and it's the only reason I kind of um, vaguely okay with it that Noah likes it he seems happy at the child mm-hmm. child minders we've got. Um, and so I just have to kind of accept it. But one of the things uh, that happened at the soft play, the thing is Noah's great. Like he's I, I, he's brilliant. I think he's very, uh, he's very sharp. He's very sociable and he's very capable. And he's starting to walk. Like the last few days he's been walking properly, only short distances, but he's starting to do that. He's not really – he's not got lots of words, but he's talking in full sentences when children his age normally learn words mm-hmm. before they can really – he's babbling a lot, mm-hmm. it, but he seems to – it seems to mean something to him. He thinks sure. he's talking in sentences. Um, but we there – there was a little boy at the soft play who was walking much more confidently and he came over to me and Noah and was trying to – sort of engage and stuff like that. Noah wasn't really. He was very focused on us. And um, and I was talking to the guy's dad who had a lovely Scottish accent. Amy and I both had a bit of a crush on this guy's accent. And we were talking and I said, oh, how old's, how old's uh, your boy then? And he said, oh, he's a he's a year old. And I was like, really? Because his, his walking's great. Mm. And, um, and I know that kids do things at different rates. I know that. And we've talked about that a lot before. Mm. And I'm not too bad about this. But he said something... He said, "Yeah, I think the thing is, he's a um, he he's at the nursery quite a lot, and so he sees lots of other mm-hmm. kids his his age, and he mm-hmm. wanted to join in. Yeah, um, and that was something that really tapped into one of the reasons I wanted Noah to go to nursery because at the childminders he has a lovely time, but there are only two other babies his age, and they're not mm-hmm. in at the same times as him sure. a lot. And Amy's Amy's." counter to that was well but he watches the older kids he loves watching the older kids and i was like yeah the problem with that is and i felt it very strongly after being at the soft play was that what i'm worried about and what i feel like i saw evidence for is that what's happening is we're training him to get really good at watching older kids he can't he can't really do the things that the older kids do so there's no way for him to make the leap so he most of the time at the at the childminders, I think he sits around on his own with the little toys, and people come over and spend lots of time with him, and he's got mm-hmm. his he's got his key worker or or whatever and and stuff like that. So there's always someone paying attention to him, but he's not learning to negotiate and play with other children the same size and age as him and at the same mm-hmm. stage of development. We've got lots of friends that he spends little bits of time with, but the two the one place he goes to and spends a chunk of the mm-hmm. week at. And so after it and and it's it probably doesn't matter and he'll turn out fine whatever. Mm-hmm. I know that. But it it was bothering me and sure. I find it difficult to let go of stuff like that. And I was worried about mentioning it because it's been the cause of so many of our arguments. But it was um, it was just getting really difficult for me to ignore it. And so I just said it towards the end of the day, when the next one, it's like now Noah's used to what he's used to. But mm-hmm. when we move house, because mm-hmm. the other thing is we don't we don't know where we're going to be living in six months' time. Yeah. So I said when we move house, we really need to start talking about the next baby being in split care between a nursery and a childminder or something I want us to talk about it again and I thought it would start a whole other argument but Amy was just like yeah I think so so I don't know if that was just her realising that it's better not to engage me on this but it felt like a moment where it could have been an argument and it turned sure. out not to be that's good uh, we need to go Okay. I just want to say uh, one thing that I realised again this week is that we got some feedback uh, over on Facebook. We tend to get feedback privately 
which I think is the nature of the relationship we have with people mm-hmm. anyway. But um, I, I think probably speaks to the fact that men don't tend to talk about this stuff a lot. Sure. And I don't want to be I don't want to be overblown about it, but um, we do a lot of things between us in terms of we've done lots of podcasting. We yeah. do the comic podcast. I still enjoy all of the things we do. Uh, but it, it just occurred to me over the last few days that of all of the different things we do, we've not got a huge audience, but this shows the one where I think that we're doing something that's completely different from anything else. Okay. Because when you get people, when you get men talking about mm-hmm. grown-up things, I think normally they're a bit more well-adjusted than us. Hmm. Well, not well-adjusted, but a bit more... Uh, cocky about it, or mm-hmm. something. I don't really know. I don't really know how. I don't really know how to put what I'm saying. But I'm glad. I'm glad that although we don't get an awful lot of feedback and we don't have mm. an awful lot of listeners, everybody who has talked to us mm. so far has said that we've like we talk about stuff that that has bothered them, but they don't have anyone that they can't really talk to anyone Good. about and mm. um, and stuff like that. I wouldn't go as far as say we help. But it does make me kind of proud of this a little bit in a way that I'm not as proud of the other stuff we do. I'm proud of nothing I do. Well, you should be proud of this, James. You're the voice of people's inner monster. Oh, God. You are like the 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 people who talk about the black dog coming to visit. Do you know when we got a black Labrador, right? I debated <laughs> for a long time because we've got a chocolate and a black Labrador. I debated my life, my wife for a long time whether it was a good idea getting a metaphor for depression living in the house. And she kind of looked at me and said, we've already got one. <laughs> I'm, I want to I say something. Yeah. I want to say congratulations to my um, my brother-in-law and his wife, Verity, um, who gave birth to a little baby boy, Dexter George Edwards, last nephew. night. New nephew. And we're all very proud and very excited. You like babies. I like babies and I like my family very much. Yeah. On Nicola's side. <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, I've had a lovely time, James. I've had a time. <laughs> oh, goodbye, listener. <laughs>